Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast. The question that we ask, is Miss, Mr. Sinister okay? Is he doing all right? He's, <laughs> is he's, everything uh, okay with Mr. Sinister? He's living his best life, and he's gone full <laughs> Alucard. I mean, he is. This is so... I, I, I don't normally like this kind of stuff uh, that's so over the top and, like, complete camp. But this is such, like... I mean, just the outfits and the ideas in, involved and everything in this is so campy to me. And it's if it was anything other than Kieran Gillen, I, I don't know that they could pull it off because Jesus Christ is just, it's just great. It's a... It, you know, the I, Big Morrison vibes to me. Uh, to this the idea of this um yeah i'm i'm way into it i gotta read all the stuff that does this it we read uncanny x-men 13 Mm -hmm. and it was not about this no um you know this this is a big departure and this out of all the ones that we're doing probably has the least connection to the main plot this is sinister's underground london uh preparing for maybe getting attacked by the x-men yeah maybe we don't know like he doesn't yeah, actually know. know he's just kind of setting it up uh so as a little background because i don't think you, i know you don't know what's been happening but back mm-hmm. in san francisco like a celestial just sat down in a park um okay and there was a bunch of like bullshit that people had to be involved with but the x-men were kind of involved in that whole thing um and you can read about that in uh um neil gaiman's eternals run which everyone told me was like the one to read if you want to understand the eternals and it absolutely was not true like that did not (laughs) (laughs) i came out of that knowing just a couple of names less about the eternals than when you went in yeah yeah kamele kamel was not even in there that's what all i'm saying is he wasn't didn't even show up (laughs) once um but uh after the celestial just sits down and everyone's like, okay, we're just going to leave it here for a little while. Mr. Sinister shows up and Mr. Sinister has this whole thing. He was, everyone thought he was dead, but it turns out he had some machine that transfers his consciousness to a designated party after he dies. Um, and then he steals a bunch of celestial energy and he starts making a bunch of clones. He makes a theme park, um, full of Mm -hmm. like X-Men death traps. The X-Men have to fight him. And, yes. I, and uh, yeah, I mean, it gets, it gets out of the box weird. And then that somehow results in this, where he is posted up in the caves, the Moloid caves underneath London, exterminated a bunch of Moloids, whatever the fuck those are, and then set up a fucking castle with a gun on the top of it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> with his out. face. A giant stained glass window of his face that's the size of most buildings. God, it's so good, Gary. This is exactly uh, who I want Mr. Sinister to be. It, Mr. Sinister has been struggling to find something cool to be for a real long time. You know, like I like the old Mr. Sinister stories, but for a while he just came back and was just Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And his, his plots could have been done by apocalypse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Executioner's Song, which is a, a early 90s crossover I have some affection for, um, is kind of a big pileup of all the X-Men villains doing schemes. And Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse are both in it. But it, it's that shitty early 90s Scott Lobdell, like, who's working for who? You know, they, they'll never say, this has its own identity. It, it feels like this is distinctly sinister. Absolutely. Uh, which I really love. And not the least of which, because uh, he made a bunch of Mr. Sinister clones and gave them all individual Mr. Sinister jobs to do. <laughs> including yeah, like, one of which is just <laughs> to report on the doings of Mr. Sinister. <laughs> and what, yeah, one of, one of which is to rebel against Mr. Sinister. It's so good. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the Moloids are Mole Man's little people. Oh, okay. That's, I kind of figured that, but uh, I, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I look, I, I would also read that comic, uh, and here they do it with pith helmets and like colonialism. It's, uh, this is an Anglophile, Mr. Sinister, uh, which makes sense. He's from London. He yeah. was uh, friends with Charles Darwin. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to call it the art. Okay. In this issue. 
uh, I don't know this guy. I've never uh, seen this guy before. This is Dustin Weaver. Um, I really like this. The uh, just from the cover, you know, like you're in for something really, really special. Like it's just got a real like, um, I guess like almost painterly look about it. Like a like a color. Just the colors and like the way that everything is mm-hmm. detailed looks really dramatically different than like normal quote unquote comic books. Um, as soon as I saw this it's cover, not, I was like, let's fucking go. Yeah, it's it's like it's almost like color pencil. Yeah, know? exactly. Uh, yeah, and, I'm sorry, I said painting. And there's not a color pencil. <clears throat> the, there's not a uh, inkist, a separate inker credited, which makes you wonder what's going on. The the colorist for this is a, a guy named uh, Jim Charolampitis. There you go. <laughs> Charolampitis. Sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to give them credit because they're doing cool work. Yes. Um, and the cover of this is is absolutely amazing. We've got Minister Sinister oh, yeah. um, holding Cyclops' skull in one hand. We're still wearing the visor. <laughs> wearing the visor, <laughs> which is really... Because you know he had to put the visor on the skull. Like, he had to yeah, take, he, he took the skull, cleaned it of all of it, any flesh, and then, like, carefully placed the visor back on. Probably put some padding in to make sure it still held, you know, would stay on without mm-hmm. falling off and everything. Um, and then Mr. Sinister just dressed up to the nines. Like he is like ruling a like small Alucard. country. Yeah. It looks, it just looks like symphony of the night, uh, sinister. It's great. Um, yeah, really God, just incredible stuff. Th- this, uh, this poster there, this cover, I would love this as without the AVX branding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I would put this up as a poster. Uh, I think this is a badass looking. Um, and then we get into so. the issue, which, as we mentioned, is going to take place from the perspective of one of the many Mr. Sinister clones. Um, this it, <clears throat> this dude is a reporter, um, and he kind of questions mm-hmm. uh, through a lot of like relatively flowery language and, re- and really good. Like all of the writing in this is very solid. Yeah. Um, but he's going to like have this inner running mo- monologue of questioning Mr. Sinister's like approach to this civilization that he's creating underground and the reasons that he's doing it. Um, and specifically, his whole goal is to be able to get Minister, Mr. Sinister alone, so not so he can kill him, but so he can take them somewhere else. Because if he just kills him, his consciousness is going to get transferred to another clone. Nothing really changes. Um, so he's just basically trying to capture him to this lab where he's got a chair set up, which presumably will stop him from transferring his consciousness elsewhere. He wants to like reprogram him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing is like, you know, I can't change the society, so I'll change the architect of it. And they introduce an important detail here. Like, um, I hadn't been reading any of the lead up to this, but if you pay attention, there's like cool details. Um, the real Mr. Sinister has a, a red diamond. Mm-hmm. The rest of them have white diamonds. That's how you can tell which one is like Sinister Prime. Uh, and they show this really early with him unrolling his Mr. Sinister carpet. Which I would also use. I would, dude, I would have this in my house. I would have this tapestry in my house. Like, maybe hanging on the wall. It might be too fine to uh, put on the floor. I'm just saying. To walk on. I want the, I want the Garfield house for my think you should leave, but the sinister house. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, his plan is to use uh, Mr. Sinister Prime's narcissism against him. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the whole thing about this. This is sinister London that he's built beneath the Earth's surface. It's like an 1800s London. Um, with like double decker buses and shit, uh, and and you know, uh, pork pie hats and waistcoats and shit like that, uh, Union Jacks, but all Mister Sinister and all underground. Yes, uh, and I want to stress, want to stress that, dumb. like 
So not I, just all Mr. Sinister. Every single person is a Mr. Sinister. Kids, adults, there's no women yep. here. And we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. But like every <laughs> every single person that you see in this comic book is a Mr. Sinister. <laughs> yeah, it's a it. It's a thing. Uh, I, I think I told you about this when I watched that video about the Tumblr thing about the Onceler, mm-hmm. the villain from the Lorax that Tumblr got obsessed with and then made fan fiction about societies that were all the Onceler and they were oppressed mm-hmm. and stuff from, from the DreamWorks, DreamWorks Lorax movie. It's like that, but a good version of it. Like, it makes sense because this is something Mr. Sinister would do. Yes, 100%. Uh, everything Mr. Sinister Prime says in this is incredible. <laughs> Uh, and I read it in Alan Rickman's voice for, as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Okay. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you on that Prince one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bring me Robin Hood and make him kneel before me. You know, it, it, everything should be like that. Um, um, and this whole, this whole society is, and the, the, the problem with our, our, our main character, our main reporter, our rebel sinister, if you will. Um, not Rebel Wilson, Rebel Sister, two different mm-hmm. people. Um <laughs> it's weird that this is above an underground society of all Rebel Wilson. Like Rebel Wilson Pittsburgh is right below Sinister London. Stop stealing my my design for Pitch Perfect Five, Gary. I had this whole thing. I was ready to pitch the whole thing to Hollywood and now you're stealing it. Um but his this whole thing is question is if if he actually has free will or if anybody in this civilization has free will. Um, and I really like some of the language that this used here. Like he says, I have a toothache of free will. It pains me. Um, just the mm-hmm. idea, like yeah. he's it hurts him because he, he he realizes he could just go along and get along with all of this, but he he just can't do it. He can't let go of this idea. So he's come up with this different way of reprogramming. Uh, main Mister Sinister. Uh, and then we get to kind of our main part of the plot where he's interviewing Sinister's Prime. Uh, and <laughs> we start off with the cows. It's, it's, all, it's all fucking incredible. Like, these lines are the dumbest thing in the world in a vacuum. Just come off great. Like, where he's like, why cows? And Mr. Sinister's like, milk is splendid. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sentence. Like, can you imagine the wiki quotes entry or like a Bartlett's familiar quotation where it's like, milk is splendid, quote, Mr. Sinister. Like... Taking good, good, strong for milk, and you know, you know, so good. And our 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 rebel sinister says, you know, a realm with milk, but no milkmaids, which begs the question, like, and and sinister prime jumps in. He's like, I have nothing against them, against women, but I have nothing for them either. (laughs) As he is, peaking up, (laughs) sipping a glass of what has to be fresh ass milk, (laughs) dude. Yeah, straight up warm, bloody milk directly from the teat. (laughs) It's a. it, it's Oscar Wilde. Yeah, dude, this is all- you know it's exactly <laughs> as gay and fabulous as Oscar Oscar Wilde is. You know. Oh man, uh, um, it's good. And he says that we have the we have creation engines, which is something with the celestial stuff. So that's how he's doing all of this. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly the mechanics of that because celestials, whatever. <laughs> like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that Eternals movie is better than the review bombs have been giving it. Um, I, I, I bet you it'll be fine. I'm sure it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he says, like, hey, we don't really, the, we don't need women to create the, create anything. So there's no no point in cluttering the place up with their bodices general frilliness. General frilliness. <laughs> Just a you know, gay misogynist, uh, Mister Sinister. I love them showing the creation engine and all the Mr. Sinisters walking out, including fat Mr. Sinister who shows up in front. Yeah. Just a little, like there's a, little, a Mr. Sinister of every body type now. Yeah. Just like a little dark souls you know? character creator in there in the creation. Engine. Yeah. <laughs> the dark souls just, just creation like engine would actually be a lot of fun. Yeah. Jo- Sin- Jolly Kareem Sinister. 
Um, yeah. And then he's saying that if, uh, the creation engine went out, half of the species would have turned into a la- into a lady so they can breed more. Um, and, uh, the guy's like, well, but yeah, but then they'll back, turn back into men. Right. And he's going on about this. Like it's just <laughs> a weird fucking conversation until, uh, he sees a moloid crawl out of the ground, uh, gets a gun from a little boy sinister and shoots the, uh, the moloid with his plasma gun. Yes. Um, uh, and we yeah. get like a little history that he had to, to the way he got this space was by murdering a bunch of these people like he put together what looks like an old time english army but with plasma guns uh to kill off yeah. a bunch of presumably innocent moloids i can't imagine these moloids were up to a bunch of drama or anything like just waiting on mole man to come hang out or like yeah they're, they're, they're it depends on who's writing them you know like sometimes the moloids are fine and sometimes they're they're monsters um, but they definitely don't need, they don't deserve to be colonialized. Like they straight up pith helmets, like the, you know, in, in like the English in, in uh, India. Crazy Gary. You know? Yeah. It's fucking, and we're like page three. Everything is so fucking good. Uh, and you know, the guy's like, Oh, so you're hiding from the X-Men. And he's like, well, you know, it's for now. And here's where our tiny little tie in. He's like, they have Phoenix powers, which means they'll come soon enough. You know, and later he says, uh, you know, they'll have so much power at some point they'll decide the world will be better without Mr. Sinister. Yes. You know? And so that's the idea. Um, and then he tries to yeah. kind of divert this whole lot of questioning by talking about the, how the milk isn't actually milk, but it's a nutrient enriched brew. And the guy's like, Hey, you're, you're avoiding my question. He's like, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it later. Um, which is a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, and we, we kind of get the tour of his, the civilization where we just have a bunch of like worker bee, uh, Mr. Sinister, like out in the field, like you know, bringing in the hay, <laughs> laser scythes <laughs> with laser they have lightsaber scythes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he trains his marauders, which are his, his army, uh, shooting sinisters, of course, because they just and they have no heads. Yeah, why would they need a they, head? They breed sinisters with no heads to use them as target practice. I mean, like this is so full of cool detail in this thing. <laughs> you save on the matter, you know. You gotta, you gotta feed that, yeah. that creation engine runs on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's a. Uh, so the, the, in the factories, they weave uh, these guns um, using celestial looms, uh, and they talk about people lose their fingers in, in the thing, you know, Industrial Revolution stuff. And while this is happening, the, uh, the interviewer, Sinister, is getting pissed. He's like, you know, they say civilization brings man from beasthood. I think it's the opposite. Um, this is a perfect civilization, so it'll create the perfect beast. Yeah. Uh, you know, in this Mr. Sinister. Which is like... It, kind of the point where you realize like oh this dude's a little fucked up too like he's not necessarily the hero yeah. of this story like if you're thinking that all civilization turns men into beast you know you're, you're you're probably coming at this from a weird angle my dude so yeah yeah he's a he's a real second edition D druid kind of thing mm-hmm. um you know he shows uh sinister shows him his castle and he's like isn't that a little anachronistic and he's like oh please everyone loves a castle and they show his gigantic castle with the gun and the huge stained glass sinister face I mean, this thing uh, is just incredible. amazing. Like, I I love the idea that he even positioned it so like it's over most of the city, but there's still a cliff that you can walk up and like see it mm-hmm. from see it below you. Like, perfect castle planning, man. Was perfect. Who's your architect? Let me let me get that number. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, Hitman level set in the sinister underground. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, uh, give me that, please. 
Um, really awesome. Since yeah, our, I love everything about it. Since our uh, our wish has been granted, and our finally after years of talking about it, they're going to make an X Men Tactics game. We should really just start like manifesting into existence a Hitman X Men game at this point. Like it, it'll happen. Be incredible. We just do the podcast for another yeah. five years, and like they'll they'll listen. Like they'll have to. Uh, yeah, just uh, please, please. Um, there's there's a little bit more of his uh, his dialogue about how you know he feels like uh, you know he's rebelling against order and such um he tries to get him uh i think that sinister is seducing himself yes definitely what it feels like you know mm-hmm. yeah he's like my private quarters are here the menagerie is more interesting and uh the the rebel sinister says i prefer the quarters first i always taught to finish my vegetables and other green slurry before dessert with like a little smile basically like hey man we're, we're the same guy do you guys do you want to fuck do you want to like, you want to get down know. yeah like i mean you're the you're yeah, the guy like, here but also i get hor- just as horny as you do so let's let's do this and, and exactly the same time we've synchronized our cycles <laughs> um so he's going to take a picture but he has this special camera uh that teleports him and uh sinister to his underground uh chair mm-hmm. here and he starts doing his villains or his hero speech. You know, basically, I've changed you, you, you know, you buffoon. I'm going to use this machine. And there the uh, facade of the red crystal falls off the sinister. Yes. Onto the ground. Revealing that he was a uh, fake a sinister fake. all along. Uh, and sinister prime. I love shows. that anyone could just put one of these on their forehead and be like, I'm God. I mean, just like a, li- like a scrap of construction paper. And like, okay, you know, yep. you guys have to bow to me <laughs> for a little while. Like, <laughs> guess you're the boss. Um and then uh, he's like, how could you dare mistake him for me? Uh, and Sinister comes out. And it's because everyone looks the fucking same. Yeah. It's, it's like good. you guys dress the, are dressed the same. You sound the same. You both have the same red diamond. Like everything is the same. Um, and our real Sinister explains like this whole thing is a system. Sinister is a system. And we need, a, we need rebels in that system to be able to test uh, the system itself. Because if it can't withstand a challenge from the status quo, then it, the system needs to be overturned. We need to change it. Yeah um and unfortunately uh, so good yeah and he says and unfortunately like that's your part but unfortunately that part is over now uh and they're going to kick him yeah. out of the city and make uh presumably just a bunch of sinister dogs <laughs> like no, no dude like it's it's cooler than that like he's like it's the hounds we're, we're gonna get there um he says like send them send our hounds oh, after them. Man, okay i just i just i just figured yeah. that. okay gotcha yeah uh it, we, we we get to see what it is it's way cooler it's like oh take them all they need exercise so they show that uh they have him in the cave running away um you know uh he's gonna go to his grave protesting he was a free man we see the feet and hands of these hounds um when they reveal him it's clones of saber tooth <laughs> he just has a thousand saber tooths he treats his dogs this is fucking awesome dude and like and they literally start eating him they, <laughs> they eat this dude it is gross and then he can taste it. They set it up so main sinister can taste anything the other sinisters are eating. Dude, this absolutely I, villain ideas, dude. That's fucking foul yeah. and amazing. I love it. This this is my comment. This is my favorite thing we've done for this <laughs> run. Not this podcast, but this run. This is my favorite ABX comic. Um, it's so good. Uh, you know, so he, he's talking about it. Uh, you know, he's talking about how the X Men will come for them. You know, this world will be better without sinister in it and he's like they'll go to my castle but i think they're going to face some surprises we go into his menagerie we has clones of all the x-men who are naked mm-hmm. uh, in there including tons of remy lebeau's that just go ma share ma share ma share <laughs> and it's like oh is the accent genetic he's like no, no. i trained him because it's folksy and charming he taught them how to but speak him, creole what the fuck mr uh, sinister but i left him brain damaged because mr lebeau leaned that way <laughs> 
<laughs> Holy shit. That's so evil. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Oh my God. My shit. My shit. It's so dumb and good. And I cannot wait for the X-Men to go here and just fight a zoo full of like X-Men. Oh dude. And look in the background, he's got some mystiques happening in there. Yeah. Like he's got, yeah, like yeah. there's a phalanx section. That's just like a bunch of yeah. weird. There's a pool. Oh dude, this is great. This is so there's good. Guthrie yeah, pool. There's a it's, pool. It's exciting. This is exciting. Dude, this is so awesome. Um, I am I am so excited about all of this. Uh what what a great just plan in general. Um and then of course it's mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister, so he has to like talk for a long time about uh how he was really the one to whisper into Hope Summer's ear about, you know, having to run away and that the Avengers would not, like he's he's either pretending or he was actually like the mastermind behind some of this stuff. Which yeah, he I, was unit or yeah. you know. And unit had some some kind of fabulous fopness sure. to him uh he says uh he's like you know the phoenix chose a bad host like i knew this would happen so i've prepared a better one uh for him and he has a ballroom full of clones of madeline Pryor, wearing crazy electric laser dresses fucking a dude i, I dude i'm just way into it uh you know and the idea that the phoenix like yeah the phoenix is gonna want to go to something it's been before it went to madeline Pryor because uh gene gray clone reasons you know, or when did Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor as a clone of such? Um, and it just ends with him with like surrounded by these beautiful Madeline Pryor women saying, you know, in your own good time, Scott, I mean, I'll be ready when you are. Uh, I am, I am so into this. To, it's ridiculous how into this I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. This, um, th- this last like page is maybe one of my favorite pages in X-Men history. Just him on the throne and like many different uniformed Mr. Sinisters around one with a top hat, because why not? I just, mm-hmm. mm, mm, this is great. Little sinister lieutenants, you know, I want to play, fight a video game where you just go through a sinister world. Right. And like this sinister does, is like the, the rapier, like, finesse sword fighter and this is the strong sinister you know oh, it's, it's it just lends itself i never thought i'd like the trick to making mr sinister good was to make infinite of them and now <laughs> who he's knew? great <laughs> who knew that yeah. that was a thing that's, yeah. that seems impossible if you told me that the solution to like me liking mr sinister was to have a bunch of them i would have laughed you out of the fucking room like i just wouldn't believe you dude if i was a teenager and like and being a shitty little teenager in like 1994 right like you know, non-woke Gary. And I would have been like, listen, Gary, by the time you're 41, not only are you going to love Mr. Sinister, you're going to love that he's gay. I would, I would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa I would not have believed it for a second. I would have was a shitty little teen, you know, uh, that, that word meant bad because I was 14 and that's what it meant on TV and stuff. Uh, and now I'm so glad that, uh, I have changed and that comics have changed to allow for this. Yes. Um, it's so good. Even though people are still super mad that Superboy is uh, Super Pie. So, yeah. Oh, well. Can't, can't win it's them all, a, I guess. <clears throat> can't win them all. I mean, there's, there's definitely, uh, I never remember, I don't see Comics Gate people being mad about Mr. Sinister being gay. He's hiding in uh, obscurity. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, Marvel's over here, like, well, uh, Sinister will fuck anything. And it's not even worth <laughs> no, the press. It's not even on anybody's <laughs> radar. He's like, Sinister yeah. will fuck anybody up to and including himself. <laughs> yeah. The dark horse candidate man he's the one that installed that door uh, between uh scott jean's room and wolverine's just, my plan comes to a fruition <laughs> i cannot wait to collect this dna <laughs> oh scott spread your dna all over wolverine's sideburn <laughs> kneel before him 
Uh, it's, it's just fucking incredible. I, I'm so happy. I love it. Great issue. Absolutely um, great issue. I'm yeah. so excited to read this. Uh, I, I, I just love this. I, I, the, the preview for the next one, like they show the cover and it's yeah, just, dude. It's, 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 it's Phoenix step Cyclops, like superimposed over sinister and a sinister army. And I just, I am, I am, I don't know what could happen, but like, again, trust in trust. I trust in Kieran. <laughs> so let's see what well, happens. The, uh, the next issue, which is Emma Frost versus Avengers Academy. If the second act of this is the Phoenix five going off and like, fighting their own individual wars. I'm 100% here for it. Oh, absolutely. Like we never get their perspective. We just get the people they're up against. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm way less invested in the conflict of the next issue. Uh, but I still think that's cool. I want to see purgatory fight back against, uh, uh, magic. Just like, I have no click. Wait a minute. She's way more powerful than she should be. (laughs) Um, thank you everybody oh. for listening. If you, if you like and want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash TV. You can also leave ratings and reviews on iTunes and various other podcasting services. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, shout outs to somebody who emailed us. Apologies. I forgot your name already. Um, t- telling me that the Google play link in our, on our website was broken because Google no, no longer has Google play. Like they, they switched services. So I had to go fix that. So oh. all of our links working in here. Um, Yay. Yay. Uh and if you, you know, uh want to um support us even support. more, just follow us on Twitter or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh at JG Greer. Yep. And at Gary Buff. Yep. And then uh patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and ratings reviews and telling your friends. I love it. We will be back Those in a couple of days with Adventures Academy number thirty two.